Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Uh, let's start episode 225 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. Uh, this question uh, was sent by Steven and we are con- continuing our discussion about what makes a good uh, free theme, let's say, for a prelude, because in a previous podcast we t- uh, talked about the fugal theme. So let's look at our example of uh, BWV 541, Prelude and Fugue in G major by Bach. And we discussed the fugue uh, in the previous conversation. And the theme, of course, doesn't start right from the beginning, right? It's a flourish. What it's it's like a passaggio, right, Osha? Yes, and you know, in terms of when talking about prelude, is so distinct from the fugue. Mm-hmm. It's completely different because the main purpose of prelude is you know to set up the key for a fugue. So it has very often more improvisatory character, mm-hmm. or you know, more virtuosic character. It can be like toccata. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think you have to create a specific subject, you know, to a prelude because it's not a fugue. Maybe you could use several rhythmic elements uh, to create uh, certain episodes, because with Bach, later in his life when he matured and studied works of not only German composers like Buxtehude, but also Italian composers like Vivaldi, he created what we call um, Ritornello Prelude. Uh, Remember this recurring melodic idea, which could be found throughout the prelude in various shapes, uh, in original key, in other keys, related keys uh, in a shorted expanded version uh, it 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 suits like like a um, constructing material for the entire prelude yes but you are talking now about more sophisticated you know preludes more complex preludes mm-hmm. and i'm talking more about you know simpler ones uh-huh as you know i'm not talking about what you just meant like prelude of e flat major you know with, with three episodes yes with mm-hmm. three episodes <clears throat> but in terms when when I'm thinking about preludes, just imagine that you come to an you know strange instrument that you see for the first time, strange organ, and you sit down on the organ bench and you want to you know to try it out. To try it out. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what the prelude is about. It's an introduction to the fugue. True. Um, in this case, then, what you need to think about is the tonal plan only. Sure, sure. Maybe one, just one melodic, harmonic and uh, rhythmical idea, which you could uh, use in various keys. Right? Uh, for example, let's take the first prelude from the well-tempered clavier. The fugue is very complex. With yes, it's four, one of the most complex Four parts and many canons. But the prelude is so simple that it starts True. like like a arpeggiated chordal. 
It's like basically, you know, long cadence. With, with, a, with the cadence in, in G major, this means in a dominant key. Yes. In, um, then uh, I think it goes to D minor, to, to what, uh, second scale degree chord or key. It might touch, of course, relative minor, which is A minor. And uh, towards the end, it has what dominant pedal point. True, and then tonic it resolves pedal, to a tonic. Yes. Tonic pedal point at the end, uh, with excursion to the subdominant key, and play bell cadence. But it's you know it has all the same figure over and over again yes. throughout the entire piece. That's plenty for entire prelude. It's of course a short prelude. Uh, for a more sophisticated writing, this could be just the first episode, right? Could be yes. Maybe a little bit long, but um, half of it could be for the first episode, and you could actually, actually, you could take three Bach's preludes from well-tempered clavier with the same meter and use the same figures in alternation to create something similar to E-flat major prelude by Bach, uh, BWV 552. True, and of course, you know, when, when you select the key for your prelude, you could also think about, you know, the, the message that that key brings, you know, to you or, you know, to the musical world. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I'm thinking about the same C major prelude and then C minor prelude from well tempered clavier volume first. How different we are. Remember that the second, that C minor prelude, how dramatic it is. Well, yes, it's like a toccata. Yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely like a toccata. Fast motion all the time, no very virtuosic. But also, no imitations, no fugal True. elements, True. just simply simply arpe- arpeggiating those chords between two hands. And the same is with D minor probably. Some of the, I remember, preludes from Well-Tempered Clavier, like E-flat major, it has already imitations, so it's more advanced writing. And Bach uh, loved to create imitation episodes within the prelude, too. True. Like in C minor prelude and fugue for the organ, 546. Because that's a good technique, you know, to develop your piece, to make it longer. And more interesting. True. Because when you write imitations, it's like a dialogue between three three parts. Because often those imitations, you know, we comes up with the sequences too, sequential episodes. Yes. So sequence is what it's a technique to connect various keys, basically. True. To bridge the gap between C major and G major, you add a sequence going down downward and adding somewhere F-sharp. That's right. New Occidental of the new key. So things like that comprise a prelude or a basic prelude 
type of writing. It could be called uh, sometimes fantasia. Sometimes toccata. Sometimes toccata if it's a motoric uh, piece. Um, but mostly it's it's one and the same free writing, not based on the fugal theme. Uh, if you have your fugal theme ready for you and you created the fugue, you could uh, you could simply select a key of the same fugue and and maybe create a different meter. If your fugue was in a 4-4 meter, maybe Prelude could have 3-4 meter and vice versa. Or the same meter could be. Yes, I think. But maybe different tempo. Sure. And and think sometimes how the tempo relates to Prelude and Fugue. What is the relationship between the tempo? Sometimes there is. Yes. And most of the time it is, there is. And it's sort of subject that, you know, all this makes so many discussions and arguments because, like, everybody has its own true. Um, yes. Uh, so, for starters, avoid uh, complex met- metrical relationships. Maybe uh, use the same meter for, for the beginning, right? For your first 10 fugues and preludes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Excellent. And to make it more interesting, use excursions into related keys. In a ma- in a major key, you could modulate to the second scale degree minor, third scale degree minor, fourth scale degree major, fifth scale degree major. What else? Six scale degree minor. True. That's the most common types. And what about the minor starting point? Will be just a very way around. For example. You will have third scale degree major, then sixth scale degree major. Then of course fifth degree would be major too, but the fourth scale degree would be minor. You said major fifth scale degree? Yes. Why? Because the fifth scale degree is most mostly major in both minor and major keys. So if a starting point is A minor, the fifth scale degree would be E major. E major. Can you use E minor then? Well, yes, you could. It wouldn't be so common, but you could do it. Of course, it would have a different, you know, meaning. So the same is with four scale degree. Yes, because minor. you know, if you use the minor dominant in a minor key, it means that you don't have a dominant chord. It means that you have a subdominant. But I'm not talking about the chords. I'm talking about the episodes. But the but keys. these are all related too, with the harmony. Don't you agree? What about um, uh, what about uh, harmonic subdominant? Remember minor. Fourth scale degree chord in a major key. Can it be used? Yes, it I, is related. I think mm-hmm. yes, it is related. Mm-hmm. Just like major dominant in a minor key. Yes. Then minor subdominant in a major. Yes, key. because you know what I'm thinking. For example, in a minor key, if you would use the episode in E major, then you could have 
tonic straight away after the, you know, the dominant episode, mm-hmm. a major episode. If you would use a minor episode, then probably you wouldn't, wouldn't go back to the tonic episode. You would have probably to use something from the subdominant area. Okay, guys, this was uh, our discussion about uh, creating the prelude. And as you see, the most important thing is to choose uh, one rhythmical, uh, melodical or harmonic figure and keep it throughout. And by the way, I teach it this uh, technique in my prelude improvisation formula, which is based on on the Klavierbuchlein for... Uh, Wilhelm Friedemann Bach, the preludes that Johann Sebastian Bach created for his eldest son. So people who want to learn to improvise like that in a freestyle, they can train from this collection as well. Okay, and please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. This was Vidas and Usha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.